top of the cross. Because it's in the place of the cross, when you think about it, that Jesus, he had um, the strongest opposition, spiritual warfare, possible. He had the greatest amount of physical pain, possible. He had the greatest amount of spiritual, you know, emotional trauma, highest amount of rejection. Um, he felt no consolation, did not feel the Father. And yet it was like right in that moment where he was accomplishing the greatest thing of his whole mission, which was the redemption of mankind. He was accomplishing the greatest thing in the place where he felt the worst, didn't feel God, felt the most rejected, right? And yet, we know the end of the story, right? The resurrection is on the other side of this. Mm -hmm. And that's the kind of faith crises we hit in our lives over and over. And it's in those times that the Lord wants us, I think, to look at the cross because... We're going to hit these times of faith crisis, and we have to know that we know, regardless of how we feel, God has us, and that he's allowing this so that we can enter into a little bit of what happened to him, because when we enter into that, what happens, we get fused like to him so tightly. As if, like, two people are going through something together, you know? If you have a war buddy and you went to World War II and you had each other's backs and you went through things together, right? You know uh, things, you have a bond with that person, like, that can't be broken. You know, it's like, it's like such a tight bond. That's how it is when we go through these crises of faith in our own lives and we are able to look at the cross and know, okay, Jesus, you went through this, but much greater. But you're allowing this so that I can enter in to this understanding a tiny bit of what you went through for me. Because that will, suffering always bonds, is what I'm trying to say. It has a bonding effect. And so even though we think in this life, suffering, bad, ooh, let's pray it off, you know? Coronavirus, bad. Yes, I want it to go, you know? Anything bad, right? I want it to go. But if we have a different, if we can just put on the lens of the cross and have a different way of looking at things, then we can enter into great faith, we can enter into the Lord's suffering and get bonded to him. Basically, any trial can become a way to get bonded to the Lord in a higher level of intimacy. So I'm just thinking of faith in terms of the cross and how bad that it looked. Like it just didn't look good in the natural, you know. But it was the thing that the Lord was doing. So... Anyways, that's just the one thing I was thinking as you were speaking because we all reach these faith crises in our lives. We, we were like, Lord, what are you doing? Where are you? I don't feel you. I don't know what's going on. I'm in pain. Whatever it is, you know, and that's when, that's when he's probably accomplishing his greatest work in us 
if we only have eyes to see and we can look at the cross and go, okay, Lord, I trust you in this. There is a verse that speaks about this. Um, I'm trying to translate it from Romania. Happy are those that are trusting the Lord when they cross the valley of shadow of death. They transform it in a place full of springs or something. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's how I kind of translate it. Yeah. So, and that's, I think, in the place where the test is how much we spend our time in the right place. When we go to those crises, it's really the test of our faith. Mm-hmm. So that's where we know we did enough of our homework to know how to pass the test, or we're going around the mountain again, like the Israelites, mm-hmm. when in the moment of crisis, they just didn't know who to listen, so they started to murmur and disengage from faith. Yeah. And that was a disaster. So, and that's, God allows times of crisis in our lives to kind of show us where we are. Yeah. To show us how many lessons we skipped and we didn't apply them the right way. Mm-hmm. So, we can, so He can, and so the word that comes to my mind, so He can brag about us, did you see my servant Job? Mm. You know? Well, it's good. You know, and because he does want to, he's not raising a weak army that all is afraid, he's raising a warrior that are gonna represent him like David, you know? Mm-hmm. Five stones and go to fight the giants, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's, I think, what God is doing in this generation. Mm-hmm. So you guys are the ones that have to do the, Amazing works of God. Yeah. Yes. And I wanted to say faith is um, is a gift given to us, and um, we all differ in our levels of faith. Mm-hmm. And um, even for me, for every individual, we have faith in certain areas and not in other areas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, I think the ones that we have. Uh, tested and tried, we have faith in those areas, and um, but in the the ones that are lacking, and we are hoping, I think we have to declare by faith. Like in one of my classes, I felt like I there's no way I can learn all of this and pass, and my memory I felt like it's not good enough, so I had to. I mean, the whole class feared, and so I think about five to seven of them didn't make it. But, and I could have easily been one of them, but I had to um, um, speak, say that my memory is good, and I can remember, and I'm going to grasp it. You know, I had to continuously say, I felt like, and I had to take the vitamin tablets and, um, you know, do the practical aspect of it, get enough rest and sleep, and, you know, and also, like, declare. Mm-hmm. And so I ended up passing. Mm-hmm. Um, so when we don't have faith and we are hoping, when we see things negative and we are just, we are hoping, you know, so that's the time to declare and bring yeah. it to pass, create it with your words. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and also find someone else that is strong in that area. Mm-hmm. Even when you see a man of faith, doesn't mean he has faith in every area. 
mm-hmm. you know? There's weakness, there's time, whatever. So, and then we also differ from each other in faith. So I think we should um, ask for prayer and find someone that has faith in that area. And when they pray, our faith is built. Um, and without faith, it's impossible to please God. Mm-hmm. And we have to have childlike faith when we come to him, believing that he is. And we are, some people are need faith to believe God is. Mm-hmm. But some people are so, they, we so we know so well God is, mm-hmm. but we need faith in something else, mm-hmm. you know, to, to run further. So it's just um, faith is given to us. It's like a gift. Like our life is given to us, but what we make out of life is our gift to God. Yeah. So a measure of faith is given to us, like we said, the talents. It's like it's given to us, but when we um, take risks, when we you know, and then we double the talent, we double our faith, we increase in faith. So God wants us to increase in faith. Yeah. That was really good. A verse that goes along with that, literally you just pretty much said it. Ephesians 2.18, for by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourself, of yourselves, it is a gift of God. And that's like exactly what you said. It's it's a gift from God. Like God gives it to us. Um, and I, I like how it says that you have been saved through faith. Like, faith is almost like an integral part of our salvation, and um, and it's it's from God. So it's almost like, wow, like God has literally been in every step of my life. Like even decisions that I've made, like my salvation, or believing, having faith in God. Like it was God's gift giving me the ability to make that decision, you know, in the first place. Um, so it's like you can see God through everything. Um, I just want to say I'm going to say one last point and then I'll open it up see if anyone has final comments and then we could close Um, but my last point I want to talk about a little bit about persistence in faith Um, and so let's see I had um, um, let's see I think there's a lot of things that can go into this, but one of the stories I was thinking of, I don't know exactly where this story is in the Bible, but um, but there's a story of a man who, um, who Jesus told this parable, the guy who needed bread in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. And um, Jesus said, this guy um, went to his, he's like his next door neighbor's house in the middle of the night, banged on the door and said, hey, I need, my family needs bread. And the guy's like, we're all sleepy, please. And he's like, <laughs> knocks again. And he's like, hey guys, we still need bread. And he's like, probably doesn't answer the second time. And then the third time, he's like, oh my gosh, this guy's so annoying. So he gives him some bread just so he can stop knocking. Um, and so basically in that story, it's persistence. Like persistence is um, being shown that through persistence, in faith, God... Um, God begins to um, respond or act on that faith. Um, another set of verses is Luke 11, um, verses 9 through 13. So I say to you, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. And he who seeks, finds. And to him who knocks, it will be opened. If a son asks for bread from any father among you, will he give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent instead of a fish? Or if you ask for an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? 
if you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? Um, I think this is super important. I actually took this from Juliana, I think. Pretty sure I took it from you. I was looking back at my notes from the messages that the, that all of us gave during New Year's, and Juliana's was like Ask Seek and Knock. I think maybe Danny too. There's a lot of people that did Ask Seek and Knock. See, Ask might have said that too. Um, but this is just like such a crazy passage to me. Every time I read it, it just gives me like so much hope, so much vigor, and also just like a lot of questions, but also um, a lot of opportunity to talk to God about those questions. But I just think it's crazy that God says, ask and it will be given to you. And it's like that simple. Um, like knock and, and the door will be open. And um, I think for me, there's a lot of things that are like, hey God, what 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 about this situation? Like, what about Granada? I thought people were gonna like be getting healed by my senior year. You know, like I thought things were gonna be like happening. Um, and it doesn't like seem like that's happening. Um, and I think that's um, kind of like I said before, like that's one of the areas where it's like, hey, I'm not seeing, but I'm still believing God. And God is still moving, even if it's not things that I can visibly see. Um, and I think there's almost more power in that, in the weakness of not knowing what God is doing than in the strength of seeing it. Um, seeing it is sure is encouraging when it does happen, when you can see God move. But I think when you're not seeing it, that's almost more evidence for God than when you are seeing it. And I think that uh, it's kind of hard to, for me at least, wrap my brain around. But that's like one of the main things about evidence and faith in God is you have to... Keep asking even when you don't see it open over and over again. Um, keep seeking and keep knocking. Um, and there's like so many examples of this, like even in the Old Testament of like Moses, and he's like asking God, and God's like, no, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna wipe out all the Israelites. And Moses is like, no, don't do that. And he's like, nope, I'm gonna do it. And Moses like says that like three times, and it's like the third time that God's like, all right, I guess so. And it's like, why would God not just say that on the first one? But I think he wants us to have faith, enough faith to keep going and to keep asking even when we get rejected. Um, and yeah, any closing comments? The seeds that you'll put by having the joy and the faith when you talk to your friends in Granada, you never know when they start growing. And I had some of that discouragement in the orphanage some of the girls, and I was like, some of them, I thought they were totally a lost case. Mm -hmm. And now they're calling me, and it's like, I cannot do it without God. And it's like, oh Lord, if I only had the joy when I was struggling evenings and nights to counsel them into, if I would only hold that joy to do it with joy, because, mm -hmm. you know, the one that puts the seed should be happy, and then somebody else comes to rapes. The, the the fruit so do it with joy and you did your part and let God be God and mm. you know that's what we need to do yeah mm -hmm. yeah that makes me think um, a young leader of was telling me a story at Common High School uh, a girl she walked home with um, every every Monday night she'd be like hey want to come to Young Life like it's going to be awesome love to have you there 
every time, no, no, and it got to the point where her friend was kind of like mocking her, like, oh, inviting me to Young Life, like, again, oh, let me guess before you say it, like, is it Young Life? Like, oh, I know it's coming every time. And she continued, like, was pursuing this person so much over and over again, and then finally one night, um, I think she had homework, so she stayed home, and then, um, it was actually Mindy, yeah, and then Jeanette called her and was like, she's here, she's at Young Life, and she's like, <gasps> so she dropped all of her homework and went straight there, like, this friend that was like, just constantly like knocking her down and almost like making fun of her for it finally showed up because of like I don't know I have no idea why maybe it was because she kept asking her maybe Holy Spirit just I don't know put something on her heart but she showed up and I think I think she gave her life to Christ I don't know the full thing but I'm pretty sure that's what happened and it was like yeah she didn't give up she didn't stop pursuing that person because they said no and it wasn't out of like to be annoying or be um be just like overwhelming with no you need to come like it was something that was like genuine like hey I want you there and I think you would really like it and finally that person like mm -hmm. said okay yeah you're right and like trusted that and had faith um, that what Minnie said was true and I think that person had a really good time so mm -hmm. super cool awesome. just say um, quick recap faith proves God it is the evidence you have to trust it um, weakness um, weakness makes faith strong um, he's worthy mm -hmm. and that's that's when, when we're in that place of saying God you're worthy of this and I'm just living for you in the weakness of bringing our zero before him that's when he really starts moving in our lives and in faith and um, just an encouragement keep going even when you feel like you're dead even if it feels like your faith is dead like even when it feels like wow I'm at a low point in my faith right now I can't even really see God um, keep at it keep persisting um, at least for me I've always seen in my life every time I'm at a low there's always a high that comes after it and sometimes it's not easy to see that when you're in the low points um, and one last thing is a relationship with God and talking with Him is super important. Um, super duper, as my dad would say, uber important um, to know what God wants to do in certain situations. I think for me, one of the most difficult things about faith is knowing God's will. And like, God, what do you want me to do right now in this situation? Like, do you want me to pray for this person, lay my hands on them, or just pray for them from a distance? And like specific things where it's like, God, what is this? Like I need to know right now. Um, and I think that, um, that you need to have a relationship with God in order for um, discernment to be developed in those areas. And I definitely don't have that. Um, like there's so many situations where I'm like, I don't know what to do right now. But maybe it's this. So I kind of like feel led this way a little bit. So I'll like go for it. But, um, but in order to have faith in like certain situations, I think you need that relationship with God and that that is one of the most important things. And um, yeah, I think, I also think just something really, 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 really significant um, was just what, what my mom, Amy said, um, just about Jesus on the cross. Hebrews 12 says, Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, mm -hmm. let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us. 
Let us run with endurance the race set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. That's who we should be looking for. If we want to know about faith, Jesus. Um, The author and finisher, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him who has endured such hostility from sinners against himself, lest you become weary and discouraged in your souls. Mm. So I think that's really where it all comes down to. Whether you're talking about faith or anything, mm-hmm. consider Jesus. Look unto him as you're running, um, and he'll give you grace. So I'll end in prayer. Then we're going to intercede a little bit. Okay. Run. What path are we going to go? We're going to go. Um, so uh, after, after Josiah prays,